Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Hello, friends. Happy Wednesday. I hope your week is treating you well. Today, we are going to discuss the counterphobic six. But first, today's rosebud and thorn. My rose today is that once a week, my husband has therapy at 9 a.m. and he does it virtually, so he's at our house. And so typically, I don't go into the office until 10 a.m. So that means one day a week, I leave the house early and I take myself out for breakfast. Now, at first, this was something that kind of annoyed me (laughs) because it threw off my luxurious morning routine. I have like this long, slow morning and I love it. I love not feeling rushed first thing every day. However, now this has become something that I really look forward to. It's like a little self-date time in the middle of the week and it's really special and precious to me. And that's what I did this morning and it was such a treat. Now, This leads into the thorn, which is I took myself to this place in town called Taco Temple. Now, the tacos there are insanely good. They make their own corn tortillas. They come with a side of tater tots that are dusted in lime juice and chili flakes. And on their menu is Mexican hot chocolate, which is one of those things that I love. But I have maybe once a year. Today was going to be that day for me. Um, But they were out. Now, this is where it becomes a problem because I'm the kind of person who gets something into their head that sounds fun and I will spend the rest of my life trying to create that experience that I imagined and nothing will ever live up to how it went in my mind. What this means is that I can't just move on from this. Not only will I have to have hot chocolate sometime like this week, but I will also have to have it in the morning because that was part of the thrill. Like I told my husband, the idea of having hot cocoa at breakfast is so far from my day-to-day life that it felt thrilling. And I have to have that now, but it also has to be Mexican hot cocoa. And here's the really, really kind of sick part. I just cleaned out our coffee station and friends, I threw away at least six bricks of Mexican hot chocolate. Thinking that I have this once a year, there's no way I'm going to get that craving anytime soon. They're gonna go bad before I even use them. And then boom, a week later, I'm craving Mexican hot chocolate. It's a perverse experience, my friends. Um, Which brings me to my bud, which is obviously going to the grocery store, getting Mexican hot cocoa to have with breakfast tomorrow. Okay, let's get into today's question. Before I do, I do want to remind you that you can have your Enneagram questions answered on the podcast too. Just call or text them in to 828-338-9127. And that's always linked in the show notes for you as well. So the question for today is, can you speak about the difference between healthy sixes and counterphobic sixes? In my mind, it seems like going against my fear would be a healthy response, but I'm sure it's got to be more nuanced than that. Thank you so much for writing in. So I think in order to answer this correctly, I should first define a counterphobic six and then we can move on from there. Now, there are two schools of thought on this particular 
topic. And I have a pretty strong opinion here on which one is correct. Normally I say, take what works for you, leave what doesn't, which I guess I still feel that way, but I have a, I have an opinion here. I have a pretty strong opinion on what I think is more accurate. So the first school of thought is that there are two types of sixes, counterphobic and phobic, and that six is the only Enneagram type with subcategories, meaning that all sixes deal with fear, but they either run toward their fear or away from their fear. The ones who run toward their fear are the counterphobic sixes, and the ones who run away from their fear are the phobic sixes. Now, the second school of thought is that every Enneagram type has three subtypes, sexual, social, and self-preservation. This is the main way we've chosen to survive throughout our life. Maybe that's through intense one-on-one -on -one connection, maintaining your place in the social hierarchy, or taking care of your basic needs and physical safety. That being said, when it comes to sixes, they, like every other type, have these three subtypes, and each subtype will experience fear differently. Just like every subtype of every number will experience whatever their vice is differently. So how does this look when it comes to counterphobic and phobic sixes? The sexual six is what we consider the counterphobic six. When faced with a fear, they power up, they get stronger, they move for toward it. And as you can imagine, the self-preservation six is the most conscious of their fear, their need to be secure. They focus heavily on their safety and their need for certainty. And then we have the social six, which seeks out a sense of security and certainty through a strong set of values or rules. They seek a guiding force that will tell them if they are doing the right thing. And this type is seeking out who the good guys are and who the bad guys are, and, and they want to be one of the good guys. So they deal with fear by following the rules and doing the right thing. So if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, then you likely already know that I am a big fan of subtypes within the Enneagram. And I find it to be incredibly helpful when you are trying to find out why two people of the same Enneagram type can look so different. That being said, every single Enneagram type has what we call a counter type. So that's one subtype that looks different in behavior than their motivation. So they have an inner conflict between what they are driven by and how they choose to behave. So for six, that is the counterphobic six, the sexual six. They seek safety and security, but they choose sometimes risky or bold behavior as a way of resisting their fear. Now, because of this, they can sometimes look like an Enneagram eight in behavior, although they are motivated by type six motivators. So to sum it all up, the counterphobic six is the sexual subtype of type six that moves toward fear instead of runs away from it. Now in the question, you asked if moving toward your fear is a healthy thing, and I want to address that. So while there are written out descriptions of the levels of health for every single type, and if that interests you, I have a whole series on that in the podcast. But the simplest way I've come to understand health with our Enneagram type and the way I've learned to make it intuitive is to ask ourselves what we do to keep safe and then acknowledge if we're in a situation in which that is truly necessary. So for example, a counterphobic six may prove their safety by powering up and taking risks, which can be useful when they need to quit a job that has an abusive environment, but may not be useful when they have a job that they love and the success of that is scary for them. Or a phobic six may run away when they are on a date with someone who has a lot of red flags, that's great. But running away when they're in a healthy, supportive relationship that scares them, 
that's not ideal. In the same way, a social dutiful six may follow the rules of their chosen value system as a way to get through the loss of a loved one, but then follow those rules to such an intense degree that it isolates them from their living children. So it's not about the behavior as much as using the behavior in the right place at the right time for the right reasons. So I hope this was helpful and thank you again for sending in your question. As always, it's an absolute joy to create this content for you and I will see you tomorrow for the next episode.